It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM. I am Scott, and I am here with a uh, co-host today. Snuffleupagus is here, (laughs) better known as Tom Russell from Heritage Christian (laughs) Counseling Ministries, although you may not know that to hear him today. That's right. (laughs) Might sound like a rather deep frog in my throat or a rather big frog. Tom the Frog here. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into a topic today that was suggested to us some time ago when uh, we put out a a, a cry for uh, topics. Yes. And uh, we had a, a request to, that we talk about the mental health benefits of worship. Right. And it took us a while, but we got there. So we're going to we're going to address this, and it kind of leads into the idea that if you've got a topic you'd like us to talk about, absolutely, it doesn't have to be a serious one. That'd be better. Uh, yeah, it might be better for us all the way around. Uh, you can certainly reach out to us. You can uh, contact me directly at scott at risefmohio.com. All right, before we dive into yeah. the mental health benefits of worship, Tom, we want to turn to God's Word. So this one really does have me excited. Out of Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and to approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Well, so when we transform and we renew our mind, worship actually can facilitate that process. And you say, we're we're hopefully going to get to it later, but I want to say it again here at the beginning. You have a note, seven minutes of worship every day will change your brain. Yes. Seven minutes. Right. Can you believe that? Seven minutes. How how do you think any of us can find seven minutes in our day to lift up our God? I thought you'd never ask, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I have often said in our own personal devotions, in our own relationship with Jesus, we associate an activity with this is time I'm going to spend praying. This is a time I'm going to worship. You know, the car can be a great opportunity. And particularly for me, if I sing in the car when I'm alone, I worship him. It's probably better all the way around for everybody concerned. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? I think our God can eat. Well, I'm not sure. Now, even he can't take my singing at times. <laughs> He's okay if I praise him. That's no. right. The truth is, you know, when we take a shower, there's another opportunity. If we associate taking a shower with this is a time I can go in there and worship. How many people sing in, in the shower? And does it have to be a production that, that's, you know, a musical thing that's really good? No. 
Now, my wife has been known to practice praise team in the, in the shower. There you go. While she's getting around in the morning, she has the music playing. Or lately, she's been using the audio Bible. And I have I have heard her going through her Bible reading audio with audio while she's getting around in, in there in the morning. Yeah. So there's an example. Yeah. You know, we all have to use the restroom. That's right. The, you know. Make the time even more productive. Yeah, that example stinks a bit, Scott. <laughs> well, we'll just flush the idea and move on. All right. All right. So what you may understand is that as we talk about the mental health benefits of worship here on the session today, the idea that praise and worship can help you get out of a funk. Let's go there. When my head won't leave me alone about junk that stresses me out, and I've prayed about it already— so there's an example. I prayed about it. I know what God's word says, but the likelihood is I don't feel very well. Yeah. So now we're talking about another part of the brain, our emotional center, where we want to feel better. And what a great opportunity in worship to do that because when we're talking about intimacy with God and coming into his presence and praising him, we're actually talking about relationship. It's about an intimate, close relationship. And we're going to feel in that relationship. So we're going to feel better. And we're going to feel better because of certain things to get loose into your head. Right. More of those endorphins and tosins <laughs> and cosins and watsons and whosins and all those big yeah. words that you learned at Ohio State. <laughs> Kathy and I were in the same room when I was researching this and writing it down, and I was giggling, and she's like, what are you giggling at? <laughs> I said, Scott's going to love some of these. <laughs> <laughs> so another way to get out of a funk is I sing a song to God, and it forces my mind and my body to line up its attention on him. Yeah, beautiful truths that I need to fill my mind with. So even though it may not be great, I think it's the Psalms. Let's do that. The Psalms say, let's make a joyful noise unto God. I think they put that scripture in there, Scott, for me. And me. And me, yeah. Yes. Well, so we're not going to do any duets here. No. No, 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 no. no I feel no, no, better no, no, no. already. The closest thing we're going to get to a duet is to the sounds of silence. <laughs> Or way away in a manger. <laughs> way, way away. So right. the idea that, that singing a song of worship can change your focus from whatever funk you're in right. to being focused on God. And so is this something that can this will actually alter your mind? Can singing a song alter your mind? It can. Praise and worship alters the mind and renews it. This is amazing. Remember, we first have a thought, and then we have a feeling. So if we impact our thinking, we can impact what we feel. But our brains, they have a neuroplasticity to them. Oh, here we oh, go. go. He's I already just, starting. <laughs> too much cough medicine. <laughs> no. it, 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 they're, they're flexible, and, and they're moldable. So the brain can change. It's not unrealistic to think seven minutes of worship is going to be beneficial because we're releasing all those great words that you love to hear. There was a new one today that we'll get to that was encouraging to me as well. Ah. Yeah. 
So when you sing, right, it physically raises your endorphins and oxytocin in your body, resulting in a better feeling. That's true. Those are happy cells. So they help us feel better. The, the endorphins and the oxytocins give us a sense of feeling that they release the right chemicals in our brain that actually helps us feel better. And that's why seven minutes of worship a day, as we're doing that, our brains are in gear, believe it or not. And engaged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so as we're doing that, it has an impact. Yes, most definitely. Now you have a note here too to do a Google search for uh, Time Magazine has an article online talking about singing and how that works. So if Time Magazine can do an article on the benefits of singing out loud and its mental benefits, right? Wow, right, without question. Do some Google searching, and you'll see for yourself the power of praise. It's not a joke. In fact, saying that. This just came in. I'm pretty sure in the past, someone authored a book called The Power of Praise. I, that sounds all too familiar to me. That was actually the name of my show at another radio station. When oh, I, was that it? I, many, many years ago, my afternoon show was called Power Praise. Yeah. I still have a sweatshirt that the staff made for me when I left, and they hand-drew Power Praise on the sweatshirt. Kathy and I talk at times about a book that I've started in retirement. I'm going to finish probably The Power of Celebration. Or, uh, uh, and that the, 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 it could also be the celebration of success or the power of it. But when we talk about the power of praise, we talk about uh, the power of celebration. They both are examples of how we're changing our thinking and we're allowing our emotions to be different. And believe it or not, when that happens, there's actually chemical reactions in our brains and we release neurotransmitters and your favorite words, Scott. <laughs> More of those endorphins, oxytocin, and other cosins and osins and watsons. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there are strategies now, we addressed this a minute ago, strategies right. to worship. Now, we're not just talking about Sunday morning at 11 right. or at 1030 or at 9. Right. It could very well be, as you said earlier, singing in the shower, singing in the car. Right. Um, I used to, in fact, I've said it on the air before. Go ahead and sing to the songs. Yeah. The guy in the next car doesn't know what you're singing to anyway. Your windows are up. Yeah, that's true. That, what do they care? They're yeah. singing to something else. So just join in, and you're lifting up the name of God while you do it. How about it helping when you clean the house? You sing while you clean the house. Well, that might make cleaning the house a little bit better. If well, the vacuum cleaner's on. <laughs> <laughs> Was, wasn't it Mary Poppins that did a whistle while you work or something yeah, like that? Or uh, one of those Disney something or others? So when we talk about practical times and strategies to worship— we are today, Scott, I think it's important that we say, taking a narrow focus on worship. You know, some would say that worship includes we're worshiping God when we tithe. We worship God when when we are helping others. Yes. Those are those are all forms of it. And believe it or not, either one of those can also have an impact. But we're specifically today focusing on the power of praise in worship. We're talking about songs that brings us a tool that brings us into his presence. And as, as we go on, 
we will see that praise God inhabits the praises of his people. I wondered how long it was going to take you to get that phrase out. <laughs> I know if so, I have, we have some friends here at the radio station that uh, part of their big emphasis to me when we first met was that God inhabits the praises of his people. Yes. So as we praise him, he inhabits that. And if he inhabits that, think about how we feel. How powerful is that? And no wonder you have all those little orphans yeah. and osins running around because <laughs> that, that's, I, I don't know. I look at that kind of stuff as, as the spirit of God's way of impacting us in a very real way. It doesn't have to take this ethereal, wee kind of thing. It's, you know, the way that our body responds to things is the way God made us in responding to those things. So we're talking about the mental health benefits of worship today on the session, and there is some science to back this up, Tom. Yeah. Psalm 22.3 says that God inhabits the praises of his people. There, we said it again. And we actually get a physical boost as these gamma waves fire in our brains while we worship. Here's the science we're talking about. This is at least more pronounceable for you. <laughs> The gamma waves, yeah. So they yeah. Wasn't that a punk band in the eighties? Maybe gamma waves. Yeah, interesting. So gamma waves do more than just make us feel better. They actually increase our intelligence. Whoa! Oh no, boy! If I just remember why. (laughs) (laughs) What did I use as my dad joke the other day? Uh, With coffee. No, without without coffee, I walk into a room and forget what I went there for. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. coffee, I still don't know why I'm in the room, but I got something to sip while I figure it out. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not, not enough. I shouldn't make you laugh. That's okay. Not enough that. gamma waves firing there when we do that. They can increase our intelligence too. All right, so let's see here. Research has shown that if you, as you worship. You increase in wisdom, and there's an increase in your capacity to understand the goodness of God. Yeah, and so your relationship with God will deepen as you worship him. As you worship, your brain is comprehending wisdom from the living word, helping grow your capacity to understand that. God absolutely adores you. There it is, just seven minutes of worship a day will change your brain. So when we begin to talk about gamma waves. Yeah, what what is that? Well, a gamma wave, Scott, this is getting a little more higher tech for you. It's yeah, well, you know, if, it's, if it's not a record player, it's higher <laughs> tech. <laughs> so a gamma wave or gamma rhythm is like an electrical current that might be uh, considered an example is a radio wave. How many radio waves are in here right now? Oh, more than you care to know. That's probably part of the reason my brain is as fried as it is. Oh, that's it. Yeah, we're short-circuiting that's, something. That's there. right. The gamma waves are hitting some what they call RF as things are flying around in here. Oh, interesting. Yes. And so megahertz and stuff, that measures radio waves? The megahertz is a radio wave. And so, so what we're actually talking about, our brain has, that's probably a good example, like a radio wave. Well, gamma waves... When that's happening, it's releasing things that are going to help us uh, improve our cognitive functioning. 
Okay, cognitive thinking. <laughs> what Tom just realized was that my eyes just glazed over as he went into that. So, yeah. So, okay. So, the gamma wave in our brain is like the radio wave out in the air. Right. It helps yeah. communication. It helps uh, spur communication and improve communication. Right. Okay. And so, the win-win is God created that when we use it, when we're worshiping, the gamma waves are greater and it impacts our ability to think. So it draws us into his presence more. Isn't it amazing how intricate we're designed? Fearfully and wonderfully made, I believe it says. That's true. Yes. Yes. Seven minutes of worship every day will change your brain. Yes. That's, I mean, that's the takeaway. If we did a little drop that said, what have we learned today? Seven right. minutes a day right. can change your brain. All right, so we wrap up today with Isaiah 61, Tom. Uh, it talks about God giving us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Isaiah 61 talks about we have a, a garment of praise. It's, it's like if you think about a garment that you would wear. So that garment is a praise. Think about how it makes you feel. Think about what how good that would be. Rather than without that garment, we would have a spirit of despair. So if we're feeling despair, I think it's good to say, where are we with our praise and our worship? Was it Paul who said we should praise him in all things? I believe so. And Paul had a few bumps in the road. He probably he might have wrote that in prison. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Or, or is when his ship was going down right, for the third time. <laughs> so, I, and the word picture. I mean, when I think of a garment of uh, garment of praise, you know, I'm thinking of that of just a a perfectly white robe that's glowing. And I think yeah. of a spirit of despair, and I'm thinking of an old potato sack. Yeah. That's uh -huh. all dirty and smelly and grungy, and it's got little things growing out of it, and you're just kind of all hunched over, whereas that's that garment of praise, and you're you're upright, you're erect, you're, you know, your hands are raised, and it, it's just a totally different word picture. It is. It's wonderful. And so think about how that makes you feel. And when we're wearing that garment of praise, it's easier to believe that we are children of God. And that we are close to him. And that we are his beloved children. It's really true. And it really is. And praise can take us there. Worship can take us into that intimacy with God. Seven minutes a day. Seven minutes. Two songs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, two they not even two songs in most cases. They average a little over four minutes. That's true. And let me say, don't let the enemy tempt you into thinking it has to be a musical performance. No. It's not. No. It's, Get out your phone. There's a Bible app on it. Yeah. Just turn on the audio Bible and listen to a chapter of Psalms. Uh-huh. Two chapters of Psalms if it's the short ones. Yeah. And even praying that psalm. Yeah. And praising him in that psalm. I think they're two very powerful pieces. You know, I would I used to walk around. There was a park across from a place we lived at, and I would just go walk around in the park. Uh-huh. 
And I would just sit there and start thanking God for every tree and every branch and every deer and every squirrel. Yeah. And it turned into a moment of worship while I was just out getting a little exercise. Yeah. You know, it could be as simple as walking around your neighborhood and thanking thanking God for the for the dog that you're walking around. Yeah. And, and you know, praying for the neighbor next door when the kids are out running around the backyard. Yeah, that's true. You and know, known as prayer, it, some people will call that prayer walking. That's true. I'm sure our neighbors would really want them to be praying for us. <laughs> Well, that's because your dogs walk you. You don't walk them. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, as we yeah. wrap it up today, you know, maybe uh, there are some that are within the sound of our voice today that the idea of getting in a place of um, of wearing that garment of praise, right? they've got some hurdles to clear before they can do that. Right. And the first thing is to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's Amen. kind of put that right out there. Yes. The second thing might be having to sit down, needing to sit down with a Christian counselor and kind of get on the right track with that and getting mentally, getting yourself in a position where God can renew your mind. Right. Yeah. How can they start a conversation with you? I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. 